Thank you guys for tuning in to the DNA of the Kingdom with your host, Ryan Bastris of Wake Ministries. Uh, we're going to do a five-week series on uh, our identity and our inheritance. So I want to invite you guys to grab a cup of coffee, one of your favorite drinks, uh, sit down on one of your comfy chairs, and uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy week one of this uh, uh, five-week series that we're doing on identity and our inheritance. Bless you. Are you excited as I am to jump into the Word today? I'm super excited. So we're just going to jump right into this. Uh, I want to start this teaching. I want to talk about what we were created for today. And um, if you have your Bibles, awesome. You know, uh, you can pull it up on your phone, grab your Bible. But I want to turn to Isaiah chapter 43, and I want to read verse 7. And I want to talk about what we were created for. So Isaiah chapter 43, verse 7 our first reading. It says this, everyone who is called by my name, this is God speaking, everyone who is called by my name and whom I have created for my glory, whom I, whom I have formed, even whom I have made. Do you know that you were fearfully and wonderfully made by God? Jeremiah chapter one, it says, he, God told Jeremiah, and I believe God's speaking to us, that before we were formed in our mother's womb, God us. He knew us intimately, and He predestined us, and He preordained us uh, for Him and for His purpose. Jeremiah was predestined. He was ordained to be a prophet. He was ordained to be used by God to be a mouthpiece for God to Israel. And I really believe that God has created each and every one of us on purpose for a purpose. And here in Isaiah chapter 43, verse 7, it says, Everyone who is called by my name, we are called by God's name. Everyone who is called by my name and whom I have created for my glory. Can I tell you something? You were created by God for God. And it was God's pleasure, come on, to create us so that we could experience him. Ah, He wanted to create us so that we could live with him in relationship and experience him. So we were created for God's glory. Now, in, uh, in Genesis, we read of the creation of man and woman. And we also read in Genesis how Adam and Eve, the man and woman God created, um, fell short. They took the bite of the fruit. They listened to the enemy rather than listening and trusting God. And we know that they were cast out. They were removed from okay, uh, the garden. Okay, The Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But I got good news for you. Adam caused all men, all humanity, all women and men to fall short of the glory. But Jesus died on the cross to restore us back to the glory of God. The glory of God is, is honor. It's his abundance. It's life. It's his presence. We were created for God, okay, by God. And God created us because he wanted to have relationship with us. And Adam and Eve had relationship with God. They walked with God in the cool of the day, but then they sinned and they fell short uh, of that glory, okay? But listen, Jesus came to die, to die, to redeem us and to bring us back. And we'll talk more about this next week, but he died to bring us back to what Adam caused us to fall short of, 
All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But listen, when you give your life to Jesus, you are now called by God's name and you are now one with his glory, which is his abundance and his life. Come on, somebody. I want to turn to another scripture and it's in Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2 and I want us to read verse 9. Colossians 2 verse 9 says this, For in him all the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form. For in him, meaning Christ, okay? Verse 10, And in him you have been made complete, and he is the head over all in authority, and in, in rule and authority. I want to encourage you guys, you were, watch, when you became born again, you became one with Christ. The Bible says in Galatians chapter 4 that we have received the adoptions of sons, which we cry out, Abba, Father. But Galatians 4 also says that we're joint heirs with Christ, okay? So if the fullness of God dwelt in Christ, and the fullness of God really means His glory, the glory of God, the abundance of God, the, the very, just God was in Christ. When you became born again, that's what you inherited because you're a joint heir with Christ. Come on. I love this because I believe it's in Colossians 1. It talks about how we were all enemies of God in our own mind. But it's the love of God that wants to overtake your mind and bring your mind to Him where you don't see yourself as an enemy, but you see yourself as a friend. Can I tell you something? The things that dwell in God are for you, His friend, His children, if you will. So Jesus died to bring you back to the fullness of God and, and the glory of God, that's His fullness, that's His abundance, it's Him, it's who He is, it's His DNA now becoming your DNA. You were called by His name, you were brought back to Him, and everything Adam and Eve fell from, Jesus brought you to. And I just want to encourage you guys that the things that dwell in God is your inheritance. God isn't going to show you who He is and then keep those things from you. You were born again. You were now brought back to original value. Old things passed away. Behold, all things become new. You became born again. Come on, somebody. And now the things that are in God are now for you. And they can work in your life, but God can also use you. And he can cause those things that work for you to actually work through you to touch the people around you. If your life is in a place and it doesn't, like if your life, your finances, your marriage, um, your kids are in places that don't pertain to where God is and who he is, can I tell you something? Don't settle for those things that are opposite of Christ or opposite of God. You're a joint heir with Christ. So the fullness of God that Christ operated in and the fullness of God that operated through Christ, come on, is now in you and that's your inheritance. So right now you might be in a place of opposition and it does not line up with God's delight. It doesn't line up with God's desire. I just want to encourage you that Jesus died to not just make sure that heaven is your home, but he 
died so that you could have a relationship with God, you could have a relationship with heaven, and you could actually believe for the things of heaven, which is the very abundance of God. It's the glory of God. Come on. Uh, Heaven fits in the God just like the earth and the galaxies and everything. God is so big, okay? Everything that pertains to God is now your inheritance. And you can actually pray and believe for those things to come on earth as it is in heaven. Because as it is in heaven, so should it be on earth because you prayed. Because the things in heaven is your inheritance. And so whenever you're facing something that doesn't line up with what you think heaven looks like, doesn't line up with what um, you know Christ has said, it doesn't line up with God's love, His abundance, His mercy, His redemption. If there's things that you're facing, man, don't get hopeless. Get hopeful. Get excited because God created you for those things. And if your life right now is is off kilter, if you will, God wants to reconcile those areas in your life. He wants to bring those things that wandered off over to Him. And He wants to unite, unite those areas in your life with Him. And He wants to pour Himself out in those areas. Come on. And he wants to transform and change those areas. The Bible talks about in Matthew 17 how Jesus transforms before his disciples' eyes, okay? Can I tell you something? When you pray and have faith for God's abundance to overtake your situation, watch this. You're making a withdrawal. And whenever God manifests himself, come on, in those areas that you're praying about, come on, when you start being united or that area starts being united, come on, with your inheritance, can I encourage you with something? Those things will transform before your eyes. And I just want to encourage someone right now who might have lost hope, okay? Um, let me just encourage you that if God promised it, He's going to do it. And you need to continue to have faith Surround yourself with people that will stir your hope. Stir your hope by reading the Word and and, and stir your hope by praying. The Bible says hope deferred makes the heart sick. And I just pray for everyone right now who's lost hope, who are sick. The Bible says lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. I right now just pray for those who have lost hope. And I pray for hope to be stirred in you. I lay my I stretch my hand to you guys right now and just pray for you. Lay hands on the sick and they will recover. You're sick because you're you have no hope and I just pray for hope to come right now in the name of Jesus. A hope that says I will get through this. A hope that says there will be a transformation. A hope that says there will be change. A hope that says there will be transformation. And I just prophesy over you cuz this is your inheritance. That things that don't look like what God desires will transform before you as you pray and see God manifest and demonstrate His power before you. I think of Genesis chapter 1. And uh, in Genesis chapter 1, the earth was formless and void. Uh, In the uh, Hebrew, it means it was like chaotic. It didn't bear the image of what God desired. But then He started speaking and Holy Spirit hovered. Holy Spirit hovering there, it means it's a reproductive word. Holy Spirit was producing on earth or reproducing the heart of God on earth. So he was hovering. He was producing the very delights of God on the earth. Okay? And he was producing. God spoke it and Holy Spirit conceived it and birthed it. Can I tell you something? When you read the word and believe it, Holy Spirit comes 
God manifests His Spirit. Holy Spirit comes, right, and manifests Himself and wants to reproduce in you, reproduce around you, reproduce in your finances, reproduce in your life what God desires for your life. Glory, we were created for God's glory. Glory can mean delight. It can mean desire. It can mean, so listen, we were created for God's delight. We were created for God's desire. And Holy Spirit imparts and reproduces in us what God delights and desires for us. Okay, I'm going to leave you with this. Um, right now, the, the scripture reference isn't coming to me, but there was, a, um, there was a man full of leprosy who comes to Jesus and he says, Jesus, if you're willing, you can make me clean. If you're willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus, because listen, this man's life did not bear the image of what God desired. And this man said, Jesus, if you could, if you're willing, you can make me clean. Jesus says, I'm willing, be clean. He stretches his hand, touches him, and the man, uh, the leprosy leaves the man. Why am I saying this? I'm saying this because when Jesus says, I'm willing, that right there in the Greek means, I have this on my mind to do. I desire to do this. It means I love to do this. So when he says, I'm willing, he means I love to do this. I want to do this. I desire to do this. I have this on my mind. And so he imparted to the man what he had on the mind for the man. And Holy Spirit moved and the power of God cleansed that man. And that man's life was reconciled back to God's delight. Whenever God spoke on earth and Holy Spirit produced on earth what God desired on his heart, and he imparted, God imparted what was on his mind for the earth. He imparted it with words. He spoke and Holy Spirit produced it on the earth. And then he said it was good. The earth started to transform and bear the image of what God desired. Jesus stretches forth his hand, says, be clean. And Holy Spirit moves, the power of God moves and births God's delight. Jesus imparted into the man what he had on his mind for the man. I'll leave you with this. The glory of God is the desires of God, the wants of God, the delights of God, the thoughts and the plans of God for your life. And when you pray, I promise you, Holy Spirit wants to produce in you, come on, the desires that God has for you. And God wants to unite your life and your assets. He wants to unite it with his delight and desire. He wants to unite it with what he created you for. Come on, somebody. And that was his glory, his abundance, his presence, his likes, his desires. God speaks and moves. He's reconciling things back to you that he desires for you. Amen. Guys, I love you. I'm going to pray for you right now. And I want to invite you guys back to week two of this five-week series on identity and our inheritance. Amen. Father, bless these people. Strengthen these people. I pray that you would move in a powerful, mighty way. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for coming and imparting the desires, the delights of God into these men and women who are watching. We bless them. and We thank you for transformation and change in Jesus' name. Amen. Bless you guys.